Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right. <laughs> We're good to go. Eric's got his bass going over there, man. I'm I'm, I'm a little jealous. Sort of. my, <laughs> I was playing my acoustic. My fiance kind of burst through the door. She said she her head hurt. And um, oh. I, I think I saw like a spear or something hanging in like towards the door. And she said, <laughs> could you like not do that? <laughs> I may be exaggerating a little bit, but it was something along those lines. My life was in danger, honestly. <laughs> dude how you doing oh man i am uh doing fantastic they uh at work they uh don't want me to rob banks so they keep putting shit on my desk <laughs> and i'm a little upset at that i want to go it, rob banks but so, so is it like notices or are they like what, what what kind of stuff are they putting on your desk are they leaving you notes to say don't rob banks or they say like <laughs> hey this is your responsibility yeah or, like, th- 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 this is very open to interpretation yeah, so I uh, I do uh, civil design, so both uh, commercial and residential. Mm-hmm. So I've got like four developments going right now, one for a school uh, and, and like two other like neighborhoods, and mm-hmm. they just keep piling stuff on my desk. So I'm just thinking, I want to go out and rob banks. I, w- I want to go do bad things to bad people. And I was like, no, you know, you got to sit in the desk and make money that way. I was like, damn it. <laughs> okay all right so, so they're oh so if you did theoretically go rob banks they would technically be okay with it because they never told you to not do it no one in explicitly states hey <laughs> when you wake up this morning don't go out there and rob a bank yeah or, or in your spare time on the weekends when they're open <laughs> from nine to three do not go to the bank and take all the money out of there yeah with the with the one teller that doesn't really want to be there on that saturday and she's you know mean mugging <laughs> you the whole time you're in there well, you know, it's funny. Um, I worked at McDonald's um, for my first job. I think All I right. St- Weird flex there, guy working at McDonald's. I think I started when I was 15 years old. So I was a much different being than you see in front of you right now. Um, yeah, sans beard and probably half of those tattoos. Uh, I had one tattoo on my back. Of course, because you're from Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> but- Teenage boys in Pennsylvania are rough, okay? I'm just saying. Uh, well- a majority of them drive v6 camaros or That's old right. mustangs and, and they live in double wides we call it there's a trailer park near me called spooky hollow my aunt used to live there all right dude but <laughs> all you would hear at three o'clock in the morning is <laughs> shit like that you know three o'clock in the morning someone blasting it going down into the uh, trailer park no i didn't hang around there too much though but you're in yeah, louisiana they're... so you have to know all about that oh dude i live like a couple of streets over from the ghetto and those guys over there they drive uh mustangs mm-hmm. so every night at about midnight i get the and you hear them go down i was like oh please wreck please wreck and they never do that that kind of reminded me of that video of the uh it was going around on twitter of the tesla someone was going up a hill or something like that they jumped a tesla (laughs) that's actually very possible to do because have you ever ridden in a tesla i've heard they're fast you what's funny is actually no though i have not ever ridden a tesla you know i want i want to see if i can find this video yeah Yeah. i've um there's a guy in our uh, nearby who's got a p95d and that thing will pin you to your seat and there's no gear changes. So the thing about Teslas is um, 
that since they're electric, um, all electric motors actually generate a majority of their torque at very, very low or at um, very yeah. low RPMs. So they're very, very quick, but they don't have the same top end that a gas engine would right, make. Right, right. Let's see if I can find this. Uh, here we go. Oh, yeah. All right. Did you see this video? I have not seen a video of a guy jumping oh, a Tesla. My God. This is fantastic. I love this shit. Okay. Let me make sure the audio is on. I'm such a freaking boomer when it comes to this shit. Tesla jumps hill. Optimize. Oh, no ads. Oh, no. Oh, no. Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Typical, like, local news station. They got to, like, pay for everything with ads. Yeah. Yeah. So they, okay, here we go. But definitely get the Brave browser because it blocks all that bullshit. So ooh, ooh. shout out, to, shout out to Brave. <laughs> okay, well I, I'm I'm liking it, and I got these BoomerCon shirts coming up in ads. Uh, never dreamed that I'd become a grumpy old man. Look at here, I'm killing it. What's up, guys? My name's Jordan Hook. You might know me as the Hi, Jordan. Super. Nah. Oh no, we missed it. We caught the end. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's like no suspension. What's up, guys? My name's okay. Jordan Hook. You might know me as the owner of the blue Subaru that the Tesla jumped into last night uh, when they did car pranks on my street here in Echo Park. <laughs> Jesus. That's... Got woken up about 12.30 to a big crash after they plowed through some trash cans and glanced off of, of course. cars. Uh, they came down here and hit my car pretty bad. And... Um, Despite what they say online, the back isn't messed up, but they jacked up my front tires and uh, my steering column's all messed up, my suspension's all blown, so the car's done. Um, so, if you guys think it's not cool that YouTubers go to your street and jump their Teslas and wreck into people's cars in the middle of the night, um, I'd appreciate anything you have so that uh, I can get back up and running again. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Oh my God. Okay, so I actually never saw this specific video. That's fucking great. I, I did not see that, but that is really freaking funny. Uh, old Jordan right there is trying to hold it together for the camera. <laughs> I like how, I like, dude, if that was me, I'd be flipping the fuck out. But he's just like, yeah, dude, like, they, they like totally fucked up my car. So, yeah, if you guys are like, how about that'd be great. Total Mr. California, too. It's like, oh, bro, man, it's like, you know, whack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, if, if you don't appreciate when YouTubers come to your street and jump their Teslas, then, you know, I, I, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> Of course, you might know me as Blue Subaru guy. Nobody knows you as that, Jordan. Just, we we only got to see the video just like just now. Yeah, yeah. Everybody saw the uh, Tesla flying <clears throat> over hill, and uh, I think that was the part that uh, everybody was kind of paying attention to. They're going, like, holy shit, did you see that Subaru down there? <laughs> no, dude, no, nobody gives a shit about Subarus besides Sub people that drive Subarus are typically like the worst kind of people in the fucking world. <laughs> I, I Listen, I, I have a severe disdain for Subaru drivers and some like racers, but mostly Subaru drivers. Cause I swear to God, these are the same dudes that would like try to finger your 13 year old sister blowing vape pens and, you know, with monster hoodies and fluff and they'd be beating the shit out of their car in high school park. And yeah. uh, I, I have, there's no sort of, of hate in my soul for Subaru drivers. Yeah. The type of guys that would point out the WRX on their, uh, on their Subi, but they don't yeah. know what WRX actually stands for. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what it stands for either. And I've been a World Rally years. Cross. World uh, Rally Cross. Man, that, that sounds like a long way to say faggot. It pretty much is. <laughs> pretty much is. Especially if you got a little four banger, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always uh, maintained that four cylinders are like children. They should be seen, not heard. <laughs> I, it's like, look, if the only thing you can afford is a Civic and that's how you're getting from point A to point B, all the more power to you. But don't slap a coffee can on the end of it and think you're doing something. Yeah, dude, because it's it's not impressive, and you're not impressing anybody. Like wow. there's, yeah, well, that was like, like a cat, you know. Yeah, no, for real. Um, that was the same deal. Everybody loved fucking two forty SXs when I was in high school, and like right before I kind of graduated college, that was like the big thing. And I'm like, this is like a, it's a rear wheel drive Honda Civic. That's pretty much yeah. what it is. It, it's a four cylinder. 
that just looks kind of cool. And actually, I, I don't think they look cool, but everybody loves the way it looks. <laughs> and every single one that you ever saw had two different headlamps, six different panels on it. Oh, yeah, they were yeah, all yeah. mismatched. But Junkyard special yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you know what they would say? Uh, I'm selling this car for like eight grand. Don't try to lowball me. I know what I got. Yeah, I know what I got here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, fuck it, suck my dick. Fuck <laughs> you, dude. Um, I actually worked with a dude at NTB um, when I was in Ohio, he national a, tire and battery. This is going to be like all acronyms all the time. So, <laughs> well, if it's you know, libertarianism doesn't have too too many of those because we we normally spell shit out. We're we're kind of long winded people. In case yeah, nobody listening can't tell, um, <laughs> this dude had this Jeep, and he was from Indiana. And this dude is the biggest prick I ever met. I swear to God, a he, prick he, from Indiana. Yeah. No, he's actually from Illinois. I'm sorry. Um, oh, that that makes total more sense. Yeah, uh, he would just argue with you about anything and everything, and then once you conceded the argument, oh well, you don't really believe that. It's, it's just uh, yes, I'm trying to get you to shut the fuck up. I think you're missing the point. He had a right. cheat. He, he was yeah. being polite. We all know this is Dan Smots. <laughs> it's, it's okay. You you can say his name. No, no. I you know I've actually never talked to Dan. I don't know him that well, but uh, yeah, I've, I've watched the podcast a couple times. It seems like a good dude. Yeah, it seems like he would be a really interesting hang. Yeah, yeah. I no, could probably no, I definitely drink him under the table though. Oh the, well, listen, dude. For me, that's probably like most people. Like, listen, I, when I was a fat kid, I used to fucking just put him down and. <laughs> To, to give an example of my alcohol tolerance, and we're, we're way off in fucking left field now. Um, this past summer, my band hosts these Rock for Life events, which anywhere from like 300 to 1,000 people show up. And it's a, a children's charity. So you, you yeah. should really be doing what I'm doing. But, uh, you know, I'm a terrible person. So, <laughs> uh, of course, I always bring two bottles of whiskey with me. So yeah, um, this time I brought a bottle of Jameson and I bought a whole shitload of white claws and about oh, five getting a white girl wasted. Gotta oh, love that shit. It gets worse. <laughs> so it's about five o'clock and there's this band on and I'm like, these guys are just so bad. And I won't say the band, but they're, they're so cheesy. And I just, I couldn't stand it. So I'm like, oh, you know what the hell? Let's start drinking. Crack open the bottle of Jameson. And I'm the kind of guy. Um, next year when I come to Childerberg, you guys will will see this. There, and I, I'm making it a point because I I, I have to go. The only reason why I, why I did this year is because I'm getting married. Um, anyways, you had a good excuse. That's all good. Yeah, right. I'm getting married. I in drank almost an entire bottle of Jameson Orange by myself in your honor. Oh, maybe. Well, okay. Well, no, no, I I appreciate that. Next year we could do one together. Oh no, he he locked up on us. Oh, that damn dark God. Tom Woods gets us in every kind of way. Oh, there he yeah. is. Oh, dude, this. See, and then it says your neck connection is unstable. Yeah, believe me, I know, asshole. Um, so I drank a whole bottle of Jameson and like nine White Claws before my band played in the span of six hours. And I was walking a ton. I was drinking a ton of water and I was pissing a whole ton. And I still played our whole set. And like somebody showed me a video of a solo that I played. I'm like, holy fuck, I can't believe I nailed that. I fucking hammered <laughs> off my ass. I don't even remember playing that, but I, I did pretty good. And like... The most upsetting part was my drummer messaged me later that week and he said, dude, don't get wasted before we play. And it's like he knows that I know better. Yeah, I know that he knows that I know better. It's it was kind of like that upset dad moment where he had every right to just fucking lay into me and tell me how terrible I was. But he was like, just don't, dude. Come on. Yeah. And that that's just like, oh. Pulled the typical dad move is like look i'm not mad at you i'm just disappointed yeah yeah and i I like forever for like the next month i'm like i'm just like the worst kind of person on the face of the planet for getting pissed drunk at a child's charity but i mean i have a bad habit for getting drunk in the wrong places um i went to red robin once when i was a fat kid and i pounded down three uh 22 ounce blue moons they will keep bringing you french fries yes i'm just saying it's it's never ending and yeah. let, until you tell them to stop <laughs> yeah dude three twenty-two ounce blue moons in a matter of like oh. a half hour oh my god dude i was oh. done <laughs> oh no not blue moons did oh, they at yeah. least bring the orange slice with every one of them or at some point did you just forego those no 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 they did they did bring them and i mean like i went there with the goal to pound as many 22s as i could so as soon as i sat it down i'm like gone <laughs> the next one 
about halfway, sipped on it, and then the third <laughs> one. I, you know, I think I might have did an Irish car bomb too. So yeah. Did, oh, those are always fun. Yeah. It, What's that? Uh, Jameson Bailey's in a uh, Guinness. Yes. Yeah, that's what those are. That that uh, is a great way to make yourself sick. <laughs> Puke up and it makes it taste like you uh, drank chocolate milkshake all night long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you'll never want a chocolate milkshake again, dude. I've I've gotten yeah. so fucking hammered off of those way more times than I count. So I decided to take a step up a couple of years ago, probably like four years ago, and just drink whiskey. Just whiskey straight? Yep. Yep, gotta gotta do it that way. And then I, I drink like white claws and some seltzers, but that's really it. So it's either whiskey, white claw. It's, it's one or the other. Yeah. So uh, I, I take these little guys, the, uh, the club sodas, and mm-hmm. that's what I mix my whiskey with. So it's uh, kind of like a white claw sort of. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a peach crown downstairs. Maybe I'll have to start doing some of that. Yeah. Like the flavored stuff works really well. Like that Jameson orange that I drank nearly all of at Childerberg <laughs> for the Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that works really well. The club soda it ends up kind of tasting like one of those old school orange crushes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it can become a problem. No. So, uh, yeah, the Friday night at Childerberg, I had, uh, drank like an entire Yeti cup filled with, uh, that Jameson orange and the club sodas. And then after that, it just went straight for me, just like lip in the bottle. So mm-hmm. <laughs> is there, are you a, a generous drinker? Cause um, my, my problem is I want to share with everybody. I, I want everybody to join in on the good time. And, and like, oh, yeah. if somebody says no, uh, I let off, but like there's a slight amount of peer, peer pressure but if someone makes it like apparently clear that they don't want to do it then i'm never like that guy but you know i'm gonna rib you a little bit because that's just who i am i'm a loving dude you know yeah yeah i was going around and i was like man you should try this and then uh kaja cord from the uh, peaceful treason podcast he, he took a little he's like oh that would really work really well in an old fashioned i was like yep you could skip like the orange bitters with that oh and it was uh right after that i got into the i love you mans and hugging everybody so <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, yeah, dude, we, people would not want to be around us if we were drunk. So next year at Childerberg is going to be a bad time and I can't, I can't wait for every second of it. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's a blast. Yeah. The Friday night just needs to become like the regulation day. Cause when I pulled up, it was like three 30 in the afternoon. There was like a few people already there setting up. And then by about six, we already had 200 people in the park. Wow. And then, then, you know, that's like not even the official start. <laughs> yeah. Just everybody is there. Okay. So I, I guess this kind of begs the question then <clears throat> what all is there to do at Childerberg other than camp? Like I, 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 I've, I've heard so much about it and I, I definitely going next year. My fiance and I own a camper. That's like beautiful. Oh, and- that's the, that's the best thing. Cause you know, yeah. the Texas heat is no joke. So yeah. Yeah. Well, it has AC, it has heat. It has a fridge. There's there's plenty of room for us and the dogs. Although we probably wouldn't take our dogs. Um, what's what's Childerberg like, and what all is there to do besides take shrooms and drink whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's there's that. Uh, we have the uh, the comedy and music show uh, that goes on the Saturday, uh, and this year we kind of like truncated it down because last year we started at like two thirty and we didn't end up leaving until about ten. That's way too long to be out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, this year we had uh, started at about five, five or six, and then uh, got it done by about nine. So everyone was coming back to the camp. Uh, we all kind of hang out. We uh, lie to each other, you know, telling uh, fish stories and everything. Uh, and then the next day, it like. Myself and a whole bunch of other people who bring podcast stuff, we're going to be like finding people to do live podcasts. Uh, there's a couple of guys that bring all kinds of different alcohol that they make. Uh, Agora Brewing makes mead and he does like a mead tasting and it's uh, super good, super good. Mm-hmm. Wow. So uh, I guess that kind of begs another question then. Um, cause we've just been kind of hitting random topics. Um, what kind of got you into the whole libertarian sphere? Because uh, yeah. I know children, Childerberg's not like a libertarian event per se, no, no. but there's mostly libertarian leaning people there. So yeah. what kind of got you introduced into this whole world? Cause you're, you're a little bit older than me, right? You're 40 ish, right? Yeah. I'll be uh, 43 at the end of this month. So okay. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when I came up, it was like, you got to be a Republican because everyone's a Democrat and uh, they suck. And so you have to do your little uh, teenage rebellion type thing. Uh, 
you know, and it was really the the George Bush, uh, the first run, because he was, uh, you know, running on libertarian language. Oh, we're not going to do ma- nation building all over the place. Uh, we're going to try and uh, bring back as many soldiers as we can and close all those foreign bases and all this kind of stuff. And that's what he got elected on. Uh, then, you know, nine months later, uh, September the 11th, then all of that just goes right out the window. And then we got to go be Bushes again. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'm done with Democrats and Republicans. They both suck. Uh, I had a brief little dalliance with the uh, the Constitution Party, you know, and got to got to uh, hang out with those guys. And uh, if you thought libertarians were in a giant circle jerk, they got nothing on the Constitution Party. So, yeah, those guys are definitely chasing their tail there. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, then I was like, uh, you know, it's like, you know what, I'm just going to give up politics altogether. And then uh, was starting to read. uh Let's see, LouRockwell.com, because it kept getting referenced on the uh, on the old Alex Jones, you know, because he would uh, post to Lou Rockwell all the time. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll check out this. And he's like, oh, well, wow, there's a bunch of great writers here. So let me go check out all the rest of these guys. And then you end up on Mises.org. And the next thing you know, you know, you got the voluntary V's behind you. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, pretty. Uh, well, that's definitely not the usual journey that uh, most right. people take, because most people you typically hear uh, Ron Paul or Harry Brown, but typically people kind of don't come from that strand. Um, Yeah, dude, that's, that's really interesting. I was in first grade when 9-11 happened. I can remember um, (laughs) vaguely. I was was in my twenties and already like a working stiff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I remember getting, I remember getting called by my boss and it was like, uh, it was like, Oh, you might want to turn on the TV. Something's happening in New York city. I was like, I I live in Houston. What, what do I care? Mm. He was like, well, you know, a plane hit a building. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess that'd be interesting to see. It's almost like uh, watching a car chase live on TV. I can watch news reporters like go around and speculate all day. Yeah. And by the time I got to the TV to turn it on, I saw the second plane hit the second tower. Mm-hmm. So did you kind of understand anything that was going on like politically around that? Because yeah. it was, you did? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I had a Pakistani girlfriend at the time. And oh. I was getting, yeah, getting into a little bit of the uh, the foreign policy stuff because they escaped Pakistan like in the 1970s because the U.S. was in there like trying to get little color revolutions going and getting their little puppet uh, president in place. And, you know, I kind of started looking into uh, economic sanctions in Iraq and kind of found out that, yeah, that kind of starved 200,000 people, you know, and it enriched uh, Saddam Hussein in the process, not to mention he was put there by the CIA in 1979. So, yeah. So I was like having conversations with all these people that aren't normally in that social circle I was hanging around with. So I kind of knew what was going on. I was like, Oh, well, this is a hundred percent, you know, this is either uh, people from Iraq coming to do this, uh, or this is Iran doing this. Uh, and then, uh, in 1998, I was in the army and that was when, uh, Osama bin Laden bombed the Kobar towers in Kenya. And so we kind of knew about Osama bin Laden going forward. So I said, yeah, it's either these guys or that Osama bin Laden guy taking credit for it. And then, you know, a couple months later, that, that was the only name that you ever heard for for a good solid uh, couple of years was Osama bin Laden's hiding underneath your bed. You got to watch out. Yeah, well, it seems like the sloppy political thing that normally gets done is that they conflate <clears throat> these threats right so saddam hussein and al-qaeda and whatever terrorists are supposed to be afraid of you just conflate all those up so you could do whatever you want over here and um i I completely lost my train of thought and where the fuck i was going with that because we're seeing a little bit of that now and uh oh yeah definitely with the russian and ukraine stuff right oh palestine hamas right (laughs) Yes, the, the Israel-Palestine conflict. You could just say, "Oh, well, all Palestine is Hamas." It's well, there's there's a little bit of nuance here, you know. Yeah, there's time. like several hours deep of conversation you need to have about that, and that's like yeah. even when I start talking about it with like Republican friends, there was like, "Oh, well, you just hate Israel. Or you're anti-Semitic." I was like, "No, <laughs> I hate yeah. their government. I'm pretty sure Jewish people are fine." Yeah, well, you know, it's funny is I went out to breakfast with a, a friend a couple months ago, and uh, he he considers himself a libertarian socialist. And uh, me and Reed I'm a are- banana opti- octopus. <laughs> I, I can do both. Well, well, if you split up a banana enough times, it'll have eight legs, right? Sure, sure. sure. <laughs> I mean, so, as long as definitions and words don't mean anything anymore. Right. So. No, and they, they really don't. Yeah. Um, so he was uh, asking me about Reed because 
you know, me and Reed go back and forth all the time on Twitter. And uh, he, he's pretty well known in the libertarians for, yeah. uh, he was like, oh, he seems like an anti-Semite. No, I, I'd refrain myself from laughing pretty hard. I'm like, he hates the government there. And, and yeah. like, it, you don't have to scratch very far beneath the surface to figure out like, holy fuck, they're responsible for a lot of the problems. Yeah. And uh, while he uh, freezes there, I'll just go ahead and vamp. Oh, oh there God. It is. Jesus, I can't believe that. But yeah, you don't have to scratch very far beneath the surface to figure out why you should hate the Israeli government. I mean, it's not yeah. like we're, we're putting a man on the moon here. It's like, hello, all the foreign policy stuff that's been going on. And then even like right wingers should hate them more than anybody because they f- can't fucking stand China. Right. What do you yeah. hear about? We need to quit focus on Russia and Ukraine because China, 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 China. Um, yeah. That they um, they should especially hate fucking Israel because they're selling out all our military secrets out to, to fucking China. So okay, well, what the fuck? If China's yeah. the greatest threat, then why do you still trust Israel? <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, I've even tried like getting into that with uh, with some Republican friends of mine, and they're like, "Well, no, we got to support them." You know, I was like, "Okay, let's take the Bible out of it because I know that's where you're going with it." And it was like, well, what do you mean? You can't take the Bible out of it. It's, you know, that's God's chosen people. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. The Israeli government is not God's chosen people. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it right there. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, was... they, can't, they can't separate the two. Even when they talk to me, it's like, oh, you know, we as Americans. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Chill with the collectivist language there, commie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, it, do, do you kind of hang around a lot of like boomer cons? I'm, I'm a mechanic for a living, dude. So I, I, yeah. I mean, these are like my, my bread and butter. And yeah. like I, I specialize in destroying boomer cons and Trump supporters. <laughs> yeah. Boomer cons. Yeah. Boomer cons are, are so fun uh, to hang out with because they, they, they want to get like to the edge where I'm at and then mm-hmm. they want to like go back like four steps. Yeah. It was like, oh, edge scary. I might fall off. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what that's what we want you to do. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they always walk right to the edge of being like very anti-government. But then as soon as you start to push them on it, yeah, they, they, they got to walk it back. And as soon as you start kind of revealing some of the facts to them, then they want to argue with about it or argue with you about it. And then yeah. they're like when it came to Trump and tariffs, right? Because it's something that people love to bring up. Oh, he was tough on China. Okay, but you realize that those tariffs fell 94% on Americans. It wasn't right. like this This hurt China. Yeah, you could say some major banks collapsed, but uh, I mean, China's like a house yeah. of cards on its own. Was that, I don't know if that's correlation or causation. No one's given me a good answer on that. I think it's yeah. probably just correlation, not causation. Yeah. Um, but China's a whole house of cards. And if you understand their economy, they're spending 300% of what they take in, in taxes. It, I mean, they're like in bad, bad shape. And they yeah, build he, cities. He thought and credit was bad for like your asshole cousin that doesn't uh, <laughs> pay his rent on time and everything. <laughs> China is going to way outdo that. It's the, They are living on borrowed time. That's a, it, mm-hmm. The paper tiger definitely uh, applies to them because they got so much paper. It's not, it's not even funny. Yeah, yeah. And uh one of the people that was getting a lot of traction here in Pennsylvania. And I don't know whether to be thankful she didn't get the nod or hate that she didn't get the nod. She was a very populist right person. So like when you would hear her speak, she sounds awesome, right? She, she was a very like Trumpish kind of figure, but you look on her foreign policy aspect and she literally said, we must stand up to China and we must stop China. If they go to take Taiwan, I'm like, Whoa, think about what you're saying there. <laughs> This is a nuclear-powered country that right. you were saying we will stop. Okay, well, what do you think they do? They just roll over and say, "Oh, okay, all right, uh, back like, up, all you, guys." Like, oh, you got us. No, <laughs> yeah, and the, the the China way of doing things with Taiwan is just to kind of influence their politicians to make them more, you know, more communist back to the way they were, and then they'll just take them over subtly. That's what they did in Africa. They just said, "Hey." Um, you can give us all your lithium mines and we'll build roads all over the place. And of course the Africans are like, okay, sure. Yeah. (laughs) You know, what are we going to do with rocks in the ground that we have no use for? Yeah. Our uh, mutual friend, Tommy uh, Sammons, who's one of the uh, greatest people on the face of the earth. Yes. um, Him and I talk all the freaking time just because we're both metalheads. And uh, yeah, except that Childerberg where he'll call you a faggot for 10 straight minutes, which, you know, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be ready for it. I, I got pretty thick skin. I've, I've been called that all throughout my life. Dude, my name's Kyle, right? <laughs> if, if your name's Kyle, you're. Yeah, you know. you've got, you've got it. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he was kind of saying on my 100th episode that he thinks it looks like China's getting ready to kind of go for Taiwan. Um, but I've also talked to Kyle Anzalone and all the guys from anti-war and um, 
they kind of say it, it's just going to be a drag and it's not going to be this straightforward thing where they just annihilate it because their terrain's real rough to yeah. get in. It's not like they're going to be sailing boats in. And then if they want to sail aircrafts in, then they're going to get shot down because they, yeah. that's we've been arming them. We've been training their soldiers. We've been sailing warships through there. We've been doing flight exercises over China. There was an incident in the early 2000s where um, I think yep. we actually killed some people by doing one of those air exercises over there. So it's like, you guys are really yeah. playing with fucking fire here. Yeah, I shot just... down one of our uh, spy planes and held the uh, held the crew uh, captive for yeah. for a few few weeks, I think. Yeah, it, it's it's bizarre to me to be in the position that we're in in 2022, where Biden's just like, oh well, fuck it. We have this senile old man, literally <laughs> like threatening apocalyptic war with every country, and, and like it's just... including his own. Yeah, he's yeah, like, honestly, hey, get get ready for the uh, the winter of uh, of despair and death. Yeah, so it's gonna blackness all over the place. Yeah, yeah. You gotta trust my wife. She's a doctor, Doctor Jill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what does uh, Eric always say? Eric Jackman. Eric, you want to get in the tub? You get in the tub with Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, corn, corn, corn. Pop was a bad dude. It's like, was he? Okay, great. Yeah, I, I, it's, uh, it's the old macaroni salad in chief. Gotta love that guy. I like. I see so many people freaking out about him, but like, I can't find it in me to do the same thing because it, it, it's like, I, 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 what, what is there to be said that hasn't been said? <laughs> That's why part of the reason why I have this podcast, because I don't want to be just another libertarian podcast. Right. And I'd yeah. like to believe that I put out other opinions and I kind of say things in a different way. And I may not in some other ways, but like, if you want to hear the standard libertarian talking points, then you have all the great shows that I listen to every day. And that I'm sure everybody else does too. Right. But I'm not going to sit here and say, let's go Brandon. All like, once again, everything everybody's saying, it's like, you're right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what, what, what do you want me to say? What, what do you want me to do? But yes, he's, he's terrible. Yes. The inflation's bad. Yes. He has no solution for it. Yes. Foreign policy is completely terrible. Yes. He's did a 180 on everything. He said he was going to fix when it came to foreign policy. Yes, right. the spending. He's terrible. Like, yeah, he's shaping up to be the worst president of all time. And that's saying a lot since we've had Woodrow Wilson and Lincoln. So, yeah, it's like, what what can I say that just has not been said? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's going to be bad and we're all going to hurt, hurt and suffer. From right. It, so the frustrating part, though, especially with boomer cons to kind of tag along here, um, is that they don't understand that this is the momentum that we've been waiting to finally hit for a very, very long time. And it's funny because they'll say, oh, we had a real economy under Trump. Like, no, that was kind of like, it was a very, very light touch on the brakes in yeah. some regards. But in most other regards, it was still pedal of the metal. And he just made everything sound good and generated a lot of optimism. But we were still, you know, yeah. pedal of the metal towards a cliff. It's like, don't forget that, you know, he printed like $4 trillion in COVID relief. That that was the yeah. inflation. So. Right. He spent as much as Obama did in four years, as Obama did in eight years. And right. then not only that, when it comes to foreign policy, you could sit here and say he was anti-war all day, but he killed more people in his first year with drone strikes than Obama did in eight yeah. years. Including Global. an eight-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. And then, of no. course, all these right-wingers want to feign, uh, oh, Biden killed all these children over in Afghanistan. Oh, okay, well, where yeah. were you for the last, like, 20 yeah. years? <laughs> you can't just pretend to care now. Just sit down and shut up. Because yeah, it's, yeah. It, Here, here's George Bush, uh, chief of staff, and, uh, you know, a lawyer who said it was okay to crush the testicles of a 10-year-old boy as long as they got information out of his dad. Right. <laughs> My God. Yeah, dude, the foreign policy stuff is so disgusting. And you know what? For me, this was actually the last thing I kind of came to as a libertarian. It wasn't until about three or four years ago that I really was like, wow, this stuff's like really bad. Who knew? Killing <laughs> people overseas and genociding entire countries is bad. They, they don't hate us for our freedoms. As it turns yeah. out, when you sit there and murder their families and drop bombs on hospitals and make their entire civilization and way of life impossible as they once knew it, they tend to hate you. Who yeah, would have thought? I, I sometimes have to go with the boomers and just kind of like work it back to Star Wars. And I was like, just remember the Empire radicalized Luke. He was prepared <laughs> to stay a farm boy uh, for, for a while until the Empire killed his aunt and uncle. And then he became a radical uh, terrorist in their eyes. 
And yeah. I was like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, go watch the movie again. <laughs> well, and you know what's funny is that there's so much propaganda around war and stuff like that. But when you literally read the declarations of war from some of these people, it's like, oh, they're actually, and I hate to say, you're, you're spewing Saddam talking points. Um, yeah. When you read their declaration of war, it's kind of clear what they want and it's kind of clear why they did it. I'm not saying it's right or anything. Yeah, but it's kind of like, I don't justify it in any way. I'm just trying to understand it. Yeah. And it's really not that hard to understand it. And I remember, uh, <laughs> When I was first kind of really plugging away at the foreign policy stuff, I remember that, uh, well, it was a Yemeni refugee who shot those Asians in that club a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Yemeni refugee yeah. comes over here and then kills a bunch of people in a nightclub. Yeah. Why would that be? <laughs> but but you never hear that. You just hear, oh, Trump-inspired Asian hate. It's like, okay, well, I, I could see where you're getting this from, but like w- – w- how, yeah, except how? when it comes to black people in New York City who just like, you know, straight up like maul like elderly Asian ladies on the street. <laughs> you know, then it's like, no, 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 that's not that's not Asian hate. I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's bizarre. And, and the whole rights fascination right now with China, and I know it's a weird pivot. Um it's the biggest thing that turns me off because they're good on so many different issues. Like you'll hear Marjorie Taylor Greene say like the most beautiful, most Ron Paul-esque speech in a Donald Trump fashion. But then literally right at the end of it, she'll say to focus on China. We have to stop all this to focus on China. And then she'll literally say in another tweet, yeah. their fake economy. Oh, pick one. What is it? Yeah, it's, just, it's gotta be one or the other. They're... Yeah. They're either the uh, the bully, the uh, the monster under your bed, or they're just you know faking everything and you right. know, build up an entire empty city only to tear it down again. Yeah, yeah her and Lauren Boebert, they both like they both get my eye to twitch. I was yeah. like, how could you set out that tweet, which is excellent? That's the one that you should be praised for, and then turn around and say this garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're reading from what you say a peach tree dish. <laughs> a peach tree. Ugh. Yeah, it's like they're like right there. It's like, well, why don't you guys just shut the fuck up and say, let fuck all this foreign policy stuff, bring and every single you know foreign conflict, bring everybody home, no exceptions. Um, right. Try to negotiate with the whole Ukrainian situation to de-escalate in whatever way possible, and then just say, every, we need to focus on America. That's it. shut the fuck up about foreign policy stuff shut the fuck up about trying to go focus on china just say we need to focus at home no no war none of this bullshit no sending people anywhere focus at home yeah and uh what people like uh, fail to realize is that was trump's strategy in 2016 he started focusing on the blue collar worker yep that's what got him elected and uh people don't want to agree with that or even come to that conclusion themselves but i mean that's you know that's how you win in ohio Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and same deal here in Pennsylvania, dude. I go walking literally two blocks over. There are still Trump flags hanging off people's front porches, right? Oh yeah. So when I talk about like the whole right left kind of deal, people may think I'm like some deranged leftist. No, dude, you guys have no idea. There are farms five minutes both ways for me, right? I live in the mountains and hills of Pennsylvania. Uh, there's literally a, I could see a factory outside my front door, right? I am in the most blue collar fucking area in all steel fucking city, dude. I grew up around fucking boomer cons and Republicans, right? Yeah. I know the boomer con base probably better than a lot of the people who are fucking talking about it that think they're getting red pilled on the police. I'm sorry. No, they're not. If you, (laughs) if you spend five minutes in any shop, I guarantee you're going to see a blue lives matter flag that these people still worship the cops. And that's, that just is what you're not changing. Yeah. That's, what it is um i i know the right wing base very well but yeah even when it's like when i'm talking to republicans and uh, when i start talking about anti-cop stuff i i don't couch it in the like well police shouldn't exist you know oh, i yeah, don't even a- go to the, i was like well you can kind of agree with this derek chauvin thing that there's obviously a training problem right 
And if I can at least get him on board for reform, then I can maybe push that needle a little bit closer. Right. Well, the way that I've tried to frame this, especially when it comes to speaking to right wingers, is that you need to frame it as um, libertarians are the most pro-police people because we believe that they are that in a free market, they would be responsible and dutiful people who would be beholden to their customers and be responsible for caring for them. But with the state there, they aren't that we can't be pro-police people because they're arms of the state and that responsibility of the free market is taken away. So therefore they can act nefariously. Yeah. And it's like, do I have to pull up the headlines where they show this cop and this cop, they were doing bad things. They both got arrested because they were doing stuff. And and even just kind of showing like some kind of police corruption. It was uh, down here in Louisiana. We had a thing where they were very open about not accepting candidates for police officers if they scored too high on a test. You know, and they were doing, yeah, they were doing everything that they could. If you score too high on these tests, that means obviously you've got a brain inside of your skull and you're going to start asking questions and we just can't have that. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah, I've never heard anything like that. That's that's interesting. Yeah. So they they said, uh, well, we'll have to go back and review how we do testing from now on. But yeah, they all got caught. So (laughs) because you're like, so they're trying to figure out, it's like, well, why is this guy's nephew a cop? He's not very bright. You know, mm-hmm. and that was the reason why. So, wow. Well, you know what? And one thing that I think shaped the way that um, I look at police is that honestly, most of my experiences with police have actually been very, very good. And it seems like that's the difference of people who live in a city versus live in more like, I, I don't live in like a rural area per se, but yeah. I, I'm like not in the city by any stretch of the imagination. And like, one story that I always tell is uh, when I bought this house when I was 22 years old, I have a, a three-car garage out back, and dude, we would just turn up the fucking radio and crank it and get fucking plastered. Yeah. And uh, a, a cop literally came up and walked up to me. He's like, hey, man, come, come take a walk with me real quick. And I'm plastered. So he's like, look, dude, if I wasn't on on call or if I wasn't working right now, I'd be right in there with you. But I just need you to turn it down a little bit, man. All right. He, he fist bumped yeah. me and then walks away. And like he came like three other times after that, every single time. Super cool. So, and yeah. I don't think, I don't know if I ever told this story on the podcast, but um, <laughs> this, this is going to sound bad. But there, there were a bunch of underage kids, right? They were like 18, 19, 20, and I was like 23. And we were all getting shit faced. And someone called the cops because someone did a burnout down on my uh, lower street. Yeah. And uh, there was like half a dozen cops. I was annihilated. Jumping and... Teslas on the hills and everything. So. <laughs> this, I, this might have been before Tesla was really like a, a bigger thing. Actually, funny enough. Fuck. I can't believe I've been in this house for that long. Um, but uh, they actually let us all off with a fine. Like it, it was like a not even a $200 fine. And the cop, when we were walking out of the courthouse, literally said, man, you guys probably like fucking rock stars. <laughs> Yeah, if you got a small town, you probably know that guy on a first name basis. Uh, yeah, if you live in the city, I mean, good luck. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the way it seems to be because most of my friends that live in cities, when I tell them, like, oh, yeah, I, I really don't have that many problems with police. Like, obviously, I agree with the the libertarian stance on police, but like my experience with police personally has always been good. I had like one bad experience where they thought I had a beer and it was a monster in a fucking car. Oh, he's got it. And we had a condom. We were yeah. a condom out the window trying to get the blow up. And he's like, Oh, he's got a Jimmy. But uh, <laughs> they, they made us get out of the car and kind of jacked us around. But that was really like my only bad experience. Other than that, it's always been good. But yeah, it seems like people who live in the city, generally their experience with police is like not good. Yeah. It's like, why is this guy like mugging me down the whole time? Yeah, if you if you get around um, cops and uh, you know it's for the most part they can be okay, but I always have to keep in the back of my mind. It's like yeah, this guy is the agent of the state, so just mind what you say. Don't get too crazy around him. You know, sometimes you got to self censor. Yeah, yeah. There, there are certain things you got to kind of tiptoe around, and I've I've always thankfully done that. But uh, yeah, we're we're thinking about moving to the uh, great state of Florida. I don't, it's not fully hammered in yet. But uh, we've been looking at houses down there, and I'm like, it's pretty fucking nice, dude. And you yeah. know what? What I wouldn't give to never have to shovel fucking snow again. You're never going to have to worry about that in Florida. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And we vacation there all the fucking time. And every time I'm down there, I'm like. I'm just like happy to be alive here right now. 
Yeah, Florida's awesome. Like uh, last year, I visited it twice. I went to uh, Jacksonville for a whole week. Uh, then I went to Orlando for the Tom Woods thing. It's like it's always nice whenever I go there. Mm. So nice. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to Jacksonville. I have been to Sarasota. We're going to Tallahassee next weekend. Um, so Orlando, Clearwater, Sarasota, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, um, Vero Beach. I feel like I'm missing a few places, but yeah, I've been all over the place down in Florida and every single time it's just like happiness. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, Tampa I've, I I've went there Tampa for, too, yeah. yeah, I went there for a summer, uh, when I was 15, I was, uh, my dad was like out of the, you know, going on the road for something. And, uh, I fell asleep next to the pool in the summertime and I'm a redhead. Oh so, no. I got a golf ball size blister on my back. And it was so painful. It was like all the rest of my back was purple. It had gone past red. And so when I go into the emergency room, because they were like, it's like, what can we do about this? We don't want it to get infected or anything. It's like right there on his back. So the doctor was like, you fell asleep by the pool under a redhead in Florida. Don't ever do this again. <laughs> it's, it's literally like the, the worst of all worlds, like the planets aligning <laughs> right. to just ugh, nail you. Oh yeah. It was, it was so bad. I was like, I couldn't sleep on my back. I couldn't even sleep on my sides. It was, it was just, it was so painful. And then it was like on the, on the drive home, like the blister popped. Oh <laughs> my God. And I felt it and it stung. I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh not my good. God. Holy shit. So there's a amusement park up here called Kennywood and uh, Kennywood. And there's also a water park called Sandcastle. And I did both the one day. And I remember I came, I think I went to my dad's house and I had these like deep red spots in my face because I got so burnt. And like, I'm, you can't really tell because the camera and I also have like a, a slight filter on this just because lighting in here is so yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty tan, right? My, my uncle, great uncle who just passed away actually. The other and now day. I instantly hate you because <laughs> after 10 minutes, I look like a lobster. <laughs> uh, my, my, great uncle's name was Camillo Bianco, right? I, so I got some Italian in me. Um, I've got some Italian in me too. I didn't get those jeans. Ah, okay. I well, got you, the body. I got the body hair and the stocky build. That's what I got. Ah, well, I come from a lot of stocky people. If I showed you old pictures of me and pictures of my dad, <laughs> pictures of my brother, you, it, it, it takes, it took a lot for me to finally, you know, kind of <laughs> lean out and, you know, I know my genetics are definitely fighting against me. So I, yeah, I come from a line of pretty husky Pollocks. My dad's a big dude. My brother's a big dude. Uncle's a big dude. They're yeah. all just, you know, big guys. That's all. I, I joke I got the uh, best of all genetics because I got a nice ass from my mom and I don't get any allergies. I got a beard. I'm taller. My voice is deeper. And my older brother, he got allergies and he's white as a ghost and he can't grow beard that well. So uh, I, well, I at least I got the beard on lock uh, up here. Not so much, but yeah, oh, <laughs> listen, so I fucking, huh? yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting there slowly, but surely. Um, I used to always fuck with my dad about uh, losing his hair and then just, uh, just embrace the suck. Just cut it short. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow I'm going for a haircut. I'm probably going to whack all this off and shave the head pretty good too. Yeah. So uh, um, yeah, I always used to make fun of my dad and everybody for being bald. And then sure enough at like 23 years old, I'm like, the fuck? It's like, oh, oh, doesn't seem as full anymore. Yeah. I wonder what's happening there. Yeah. yeah with people, me, it was like the, the spot in the back opened up first. I mm -hmm. kind of halfway caught that in the mirror. I was like, oh, oh no, it started. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what? That, that never quite happened for me. Although uh, my barber kind of tells me when um, he's done kind of trimming me up, he's like, yeah, well, you know what? Because I, I use like a, um, a micro roller and minoxidil foam because I'm, you know, doing everything I can to not lose it. Um, he's like, yeah, well, up here is looking a little bit better. But uh, just like right up here, I, I think it's yeah, gone. Just, it's, it's gone. It's never coming back. <laughs> yeah i mean i've tried and i've tried and i've tried it's gotten a little thicker but like it, it may just come the day where i'm just gonna have to fucking bite the bullet dude just start shaving it yeah just take the clippers to it and just uh just to go from there so yeah yeah then the next thing that happens is like this turns white that sucks yeah well i will be 28 in november so i don't know when that's supposed to start i i already got grays here like yeah plenty 
Yeah, my uh, my little brother, he's uh, he's he got the dark hair, Sicilian stuff, and he went salt and pepper when he was seventeen. So, Whoa. so he was like, it's like, yeah, I don't like this. I was like, well, it's the, that's just that's just you from now on. <laughs> Does he he get carded? No, uh, yeah, when he was eighteen, he never he never got carded for uh, beer and stuff. <laughs> I was a little jealous of that. Yeah, because I have baby face. I don't really have wrinkles or anything, so. If I shave, I look like I'm like 23. So it's it's crazy. Yeah, you know, someone told me I look older when I shave, although I don't know how much I agree with that. Um, I may put up a picture tomorrow because I'm, I don't want to keep a beard, but uh, some kind of leaning out and, uh, you know, I'm getting a haircut and I have a job interview next week. And I figured, okay, well, uh, you know, I'll fucking right. clean up a little bit. So Yeah, trim it up just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I may go baby face. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Maybe do that for a little bit. Cause I don't think anybody ever since I came out with a podcast, I think I've always had like a, a little bit of shadow. Never yeah. really had, um, you know, like, or either had a little bit of shadow or the beard. Um, I've been growing it now for quite a while. So yeah, I, th- I think oh, it's about that. Again. What he was going to say was he's been growing it out. Very good. Yeah, there we go. Maybe he'll catch up here in a second. Who knows? This internet stuff's up. killing me. Yeah, you know, I was doing so good there for a while. Yeah, yeah. For the first like six months of my podcast, no problems with internet. Now, like the last two months, just (laughs) internet's just completely, totally taking this shit. So uh, I guess with that, I could say fuck Joe Biden, right? (laughs) We we blame him for everything else. You might as well blame him for that too. I mean, we started doing that with Obama. So it's like, you know, I tripped and uh, stubbed my toe. Uh, Thanks, Obama. (laughs) I remember. When I um, I got off Twitter for quite a while, and then I just got back on when I first started the show. And um, I, there used to be a bot on Twitter. If you typed in "thanks Obama," um, it used to reply to you like with an Obama face and say like, "Oh, you're welcome" or something like that. Because <laughs> I typed that out once, and that happened to me. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, there for a little while they had the moist bot on Twitter. So oh. anytime, anytime you would tweet the word moist. It would come up there and it goes, thank you for tweeting out the word moist. This shouldn't be a bad word. I was like, I, I am seeing moist way, way too much. And now I'm saying it too much mm-hmm. and I don't like it. So there, there, <laughs> there used to be that uh, 9,000 or uh, if you typed in a number that was over 9,000, you you know, the old uh, Dragon Ball Z meme, what 9,000? That, uh, <laughs> that would reply to you. Yeah, Twitter used to be a lot more of a fun space, but now I feel like they've kind of crushed a lot of those bots and automated replies. And now yeah. if you look at old tweets, it's just like a graveyard of accounts because everybody's been banned. <laughs> That's how you know you're doing it right. You just look underneath it, it was like, you know, account suspended. <laughs> yeah. Tweet deleted by author. I was like, oh, somebody was going for a job interview. They didn't want to get caught. <laughs> Nah, if I have to do that, then I don't want to do the job or I don't want the job because, uh, you know, part of the goal of the podcast was to uh, speak my mind and say whatever the fuck I want to say. Yeah. I don't want to feel like yeah. I'm censoring myself. So even if that loses me some viewers and loses me some followers and it, it has, it has, it does. Yeah. Um, that, that's okay. Because, um, you know, I want to be authentically me. I don't want to have to be, I don't want to be a grifter. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've gotten that one a few times. It's like, oh, he's a podcaster. He's grifting. I was like, dude, the $10 that I brought in in t-shirt sales last year. Yeah, I'm I'm ripping people off. Let me tell you. Yeah, I had somebody in my personal life call me a uh, grifter. And it was kind of funny. He's like, dude, I have spent hours, like not just like an hour here, hour there. I mean, like hours researching stuff for all the solo podcasts I've done. And yeah. I've spoken very well well educated on some of these fucking topics reading study after study after study after study yeah for nothing this podcast has made me nothing less than nothing can i tell you how much money i've spent on stuff for this for the show yeah Mm -hmm. yeah this little shark right here like 15 20 bucks then again my fiance bought that for me because she knows i love sharks but uh yeah the the camera the camera that's recording right now uh she bought me that that was 200 dollars i bought you know, yeah, mic mic stands, my little mm-hmm. uh, studio lights, this thing behind me, the thing that holds it up. Yeah, it's all of that stuff. And uh, not to mention, I bought a website using a certain other podcasters code that I didn't get a free bump from. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, you know, spent hundreds of dollars, uh, if not almost a 1000 on this. And, you know, I, I sell maybe three or four t shirts a year. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's that? <laughs> 20 bucks? Yeah, I make back. Yeah, this is. Yeah, if I'm grifting, I am doing it way wrong. 
So if you can inform me how to grift properly, I could probably do that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I think. I'm like, dude, if I'm grifting, then I'm I'm not good at it at all because I, I haven't made a dime yet, right? I mean, my YouTube's my YouTube views just cracked 10,000 views, which is kind of surprising to me. Yeah. In eight months, I'm like, doing pretty fucking good. But yeah. uh, like when it comes to monetization, not happening, dude. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm still a ways away from it i want to do that one day but like i i've, I've kind of come to the realization that it's either going to be years until this podcast makes money or i'm just gonna to have to spend the rest of my life as a filthy fucking mechanic hey that's that's okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna keep at it because i like doing it so this is like my enjoyment hobby i've been at it since 2017 i'm not gonna quit now mm-hmm. uh so i figured i'll probably be one of those uh 10 year overnight successes so 2027 be on the lookout <laughs> rubble with cause hitting the big screens you all have your own billboard like uh, tim cast does that that would be kind of weird actually <laughs> but i'll have to give props to my uh to my boy cam harless who uh tweeted out an old old joke that was barely funny in 1990s and then uh ended up on tucker carlson talking about anti-war stuff so you gotta gotta go from there <laughs> i saw that that was pretty fucking funny yeah, I was like, I saw the tweet and I was like, oh, this is a throwaway joke. I'll go ahead and yes and underneath it. <laughs> so what was uh, what, what was that situation? Okay, so he tweeted out a joke and it's uh, every girl is bi. You have to figure out if it's polar uh, or sexual. I Dude, I've right. heard that so many times. Yeah. So many times. Yeah, it's a funny joke. It's a throwaway line. And underneath I had to yes and. I was like, well, it only depends on which wolf they feed, right? <laughs> going off going off that thing. And next thing you know it's got like twelve thousand likes and uh somebody from the washington post retweeted it and then got shamed into taking it down and now one of those reporters is out of a job they got fired over it whoa (laughs) after he appeared on tucker carlson to talk for about five minutes holy shit could you imagine we live in a universe where somebody shit posts and lost a reporter's job over a joke that's like so harmless yes i mean i can think of a million other jokes that are like okay yeah but that, that's kind of pushing it but shit like that like yeah yeah literal throwaway joke yeah it's like it's like we live in the in the weirdest clown world of all time if this is actually happening right now so <laughs> yeah dude that that really epitomizes it i unreal all right, dude, we've been shooting the shit for a little bit. Um, I know you got a show coming up. Uh, I got three questions I ask every single guest, or at least I try to. Um, All right, I'm ready. Good, Let's go good. for it. Eric, what does liberty look like to you? Liberty looks like me doing whatever I want to without hurting anybody. Rock and roll. What does health look like to you? Uh, well, in my case, it was uh, losing over 100 pounds by stop eating sugar, grains, and potatoes. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want the secret, that's the secret. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I'm at zero problems with that. If that's what uh, works for you and you feel fucking good doing it, then by all means, keep kicking ass. And uh, where can everybody find you? Oh, you can find me over at the Rebel with a Cause podcast. Uh, it's on every single podcatcher you can think of, including Amazon, which I just found out was on there. Uh, <laughs> I also do the show live uh, now on YouTube, uh, Twitch, and on Twitter. I'll uh, broadcast them out uh, when I go live. So after this, I'm doing a... Uh, I'm going to roast the shit out of the new Kenobi show with uh, five dollar L. So you can catch me over there on my YouTube channel mainly. So ah, you know we didn't even talk about that. And I remember you saying that literally right before we started recording, and we just <laughs> went down all sorts of rabbit holes. Yeah, Kenobi has been pretty mediocre, and I felt like <sighs> his his first experience with Darth Vader, like the first time we saw him, I'm like, this is like the this should be like one of the most epic moments in Star Wars, and it was so like underwhelming. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, oh, so we got Hayden Christensen to do cosplay for Darth Vader. It doesn't look like the suit really fits him all that well, and he's not moving like Proust did in the original trilogy. This, this is a huge letdown. Yeah, yeah, it was in like, Obi-Wan was just sitting there looking through the window, kept looking through the window, and you would have thought there was like more suspense and there was going to be something kind of leading up to it, or you would at least hear like the breathing and then it would the episode like there'd be something no it it, it was literally just like the most clunky thing ever and and i don't like hate the show per se but i'm like it's it's just like total disney cash grab 
and we're just gonna yeah. jingle the keys of nostalgia in front of you and just like hey remember these uh, movies 20 years ago that's right folks the prequels were 20 years ago um <laughs> Well, yeah, and to, to kind of top it off and we could wrap on this. Uh, yeah. Fucking, uh, of all the people to make a show after, Obi-Wan was like the main character in a majority of the movies. Why don't we yeah. make a, a show about like someone that was like cool that you didn't really see too much of? Like, okay, we could do, we could have done a better job with Boba Fett. Maybe we could have- Much better job with yeah, Boba Fett. Right. <laughs> did a deep dive on Dooku because they talked about some of his history in Clone Wars, which is really cool. Or you could have did deep dive on Mace Windu or anybody, yeah. but you literally chose Obi-Wan who has been in like ever, who was the main character of like the first three movies. And then a majority of the, you know, episode four, like, yeah, they could have centered this whole show around Kenobi, but they could have done a much better job. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, you don't have to meet Leia. Leia and Luke shouldn't even be part of the story. <laughs> right. There's so many more questions that could have been filled in. Or even like Qui-Gon Jinn, right? Like that, that was like a totally cool character that just kind of, you yeah. know, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. All right, man. We're, uh, we're going to end it there. Um, everybody, nice. make sure you go subscribe to Eric. Make sure um, you subscribe, like, and share to this podcast as well. I'm absolutely horrible telling people to do that so uh if you can please make sure you do that and give me a thumbs up five star reviews whatever you can wherever you're at and these uh these thumbs yes, yes no okay. i appreciate it i i appreciate whatever i can get so uh yeah until next time everybody rock and roll and take care see for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.